Welcome back to the LED Project Podcast. My name is Kyle Krieger. This is episode 130 of the LED Project Podcast. I got my guy Wilkie Law on the line today. Will, what's good? Hey, how's it going? What's up? What's up? Uh, just, uh, you know, just uh, survived Black Friday. I didn't go out shopping at all, but I survived it uh, anyway. And we're uh, we're really excited. A uh, uh, fellow Houstonian, uh, we got Mythiker Pickett on the podcast today. How are you, sir? Oh, doing great. Doing great. Blessed. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were we've been trying to uh, to do this episode for a while, and just our our paths haven't really crossed the way we'd like them to. But um, we're really excited because you're doing really what we feel like is really important work um, out of the Houston area. And and if you could, could you just kind of describe uh, a little bit of your backstory and and how you got to be where you are doing the work you are right now? Yes. So. Um... Yeah, so I uh, I started uh, and uh, just just do it real brief. So um, at uh, 12 years old, uh, my mother had abandoned me uh, on on the side of the road uh, at 12. So my life kind of started early. Uh, so between the ages of 12 and 17, I bounced around from home to home, uh, pretty much living out of a garbage bag. Um, I had an amazing grandfather on my dad's side uh, who gave me some some tools to help me get along in these homes, um, basically just basic morals and manners, um, creating opportunities to win the family and not the argument. Win the family, not the argument is what he used to say uh, to me. And uh, those principles went a long way. I mean, we're talking, you know, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, just basic um, principles that kids are lacking today. You know, um, you know, uh, don't overstay your welcome. You know, eat what's on your plate, make your bed up. Um, you know, just simple stuff like that. Got me through, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, no tattoos, no cursing, uh, no foul language, um, you know, good hygiene. And, um, you know, just basic principles of, uh, of morals. Uh, fast forward to, to Houston, uh, ended up landing a really good job, Continental Airlines, uh, got to Houston, and then um, got bored, uh, wanted, to, uh, wanted to volunteer. And so uh, signed up for a program called Adult Daycare. And um, I was like, oh, that's funny. That's a funny way of saying, um, not like senior citizens, right? Because that's what I thought I was signing up for. Uh, but it said adult care, and I was like, oh, okay, that's funny because senior citizens don't want to be called senior citizens. They just want to be called adult care. Um, and so I went there, and it wasn't senior citizens. They were actually kids uh, with special needs. And so uh, that, that was the first time I had an encounter uh, directly with the special needs population. So, um, so after high school, I didn't know they existed. Mm. Fast forward to the moment I, I walked into that facility, I was like, wow, uh, you know, what's going on here? You know, these, who, who are these people? 
you know, and uh, the guy there was just like, hey, you know, just just be yourself, you know, just be, you know, be friendly, be kind, you know, and I was like, okay, you know, and, and I gave it a shot uh, that day, uh, volunteering, and uh, it changed my life forever. And uh, so, so uh, I had an encounter uh, with the special needs population that made me an advocate uh, for the rest of my life. And so started We See Abilities about three years ago. Uh, well, not three, not quite three years. Uh, it was 2016, August. Um, I actually started uh, We See Abilities, but it was about a week before that uh, in July, I had uh, visited Colorado. I was standing on top of the mountain in Pikes Peak and you know, just having some time with God, man, and, and uh, I got a revelation on, you know, we see abilities, I got the vision, I got the, uh, I got the ministry, I got the purpose. And uh, I'm super grateful that God uh, chose me to fulfill my purpose uh, by starting We See Abilities and being an advocate, a lifetime advocate uh, for the, the special needs population. Um, you know, and, it's interesting that you started there because I, I don't mean to cut you off, but when I was, yeah, in, yeah, college, no, when I was in college, I had a... Um, I took a job, a friend of mine offered me a job and said, hey man, can you come work out at this treatment facility for, for he said it was for uh, runaway girls. Uh, we got out there, they were actually dual diagnosed uh, uh, girls from like 11 to 16 years old. And they, you know, they had been taken away from their homes and, and I got in there, man, and the moment I walked in the door and the reaction that I got from connecting with with all of these girls made me take my next job working at a, at a youth male facility, <laughs> you know, in San Marcos, and which led to me doing my internship, you know, for my bachelor's with an adult um, facility that did training, like a vocational training facility um, for adults who were transitioning from being in the youth program, going into living on their own, in their own homes. And that, that shaped me to becoming a special education teacher, which got me to where I'm at right now. So I think it's interesting that those chance encounters, when you when you know that you've connected with why you're here. And I think that, that when you have those encounters, those I mean, that's like a huge, huge moment. And whether it's at Pikes Peak or it's sitting behind a desk and that realization comes, it's like that moment that you discover uh, that, that why you're here, what you're plugging into. Man, that's awesome. I, I connected with that story because as you were telling me, I wanted to jump in because it, it, it touched where I was as far as, with, especially with that population. Especially with that population. Yeah, yeah. So, um, man, wow. Yeah, see, it's it's two things that birth a purpose, um, which is basically defined in one. Uh, one is, is conviction. Some type of conviction can compel you to, well, we won't say compel, it will inspire you because inspiration is internal and, and, and it's a flame that will never go out. That's why I inspire people. I don't motivate. I'm not a motivational coach or cheerleader. You know what I'm saying? My goal is to inspire change, to create 
an internal burning flame that I don't have to wake you up for work. You're inspired to go. You, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, so my encounter um, happened that day uh, at the my first day at the special needs facility. And um, and what happened was uh, I made it through lunch, um, and and by lunchtime I was just like, wow, you know, like I said, fell in love with the hugs, fell in love with the smiles, uh, made me a better person, it changed me. But the encounter didn't occur until around 1 o'clock where we had to go and actually change these individuals. And so for me, I was like, okay, changing, like what are we talking about? You know, I'm a volunteer. Do we need to change their shirts? You know, like, because they got dirty from, from eating lunch. So the gentleman... Uh, started handing me all the equipment I need to get the job done. He handed me a bag. He handed me the pens. He handed me gloves. He handed me powder, wipes, Axe body spray, and put me into a restroom with two individuals. And he was like, yeah, you change those guys. I'm going to go and change the rest of these people. And I was like, wait, you mean change, change? You, you know what I mean? And 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 uh, so I'm standing there, well equipped, and having the ability to give them their dignity back. I had pride issues, and so I didn't want to touch another man. I didn't want to, you know, do that. I didn't want to assist in that in that capacity. And that's when the Holy Spirit hit me like a ton of bricks, and I could hear it as clear as day. Hey, you're one accident away from someone changing your depends. You're one heartbeat away from someone changing your depends. And you're one bad decision away from being in the same situation. And I was like, oh my God. And I just fell on the floor. I started crying. And uh, the two guys, man, they were just happy to stand in there, you know, looking at me like they had some type of phone connection with God and was saying, get him, get him. Because <laughs> God whooped me that day, you know what I mean? And, and uh, man, he broke my pride, man. And, and I got up off that floor, and, and I changed those guys with pride, man. I changed those guys and gave them their dignity back. And, and, and man, they, they said thank you in the, in, the, in the sign language or the best way that they could express thank you. And I told God that day, that moment, that I would be an advocate uh, for the special needs population. So that was that was my uh, encounter uh, that called me to that ministry. Now, did I accept it right away? No, I didn't. I actually ran. I mean, I served the special population for about eight years, but I didn't fully commit as if it was my purpose. You know what right. I'm saying? I, I kind of ran from it for a while because... It, it, there was no money there, you know. I was like, right. I can't make any money doing this, you know. And and so, uh, so I kind of ran from it. And then, um, <clears throat> then I got, you know, fast, you know, like eight, like two and a half years ago, I, I um, working an amazing job with AT and T. Um, ended up uh, getting laid off uh, from that job, and then I lost everything. I lost my home. I lost my apartment. I lost car went and got homeless and um and so one of my friends um said hey man you, you just need to get away 
You know, you need to get away. You need to talk to God. And so uh, we went to Colorado uh, for a whole week. And uh, while I was there, I used that time to just, you know, soul search and ask God what my purpose was. And, uh, and he gave it to me. Man, that's, that's, wow. That, that, I mean, it, 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 it's amazing that for what you've gone through, to have to, for what you've gone through, your story, for you to have right. to be humbled, for God to come back and say, the purpose is so big that you're even, mm. you're not even going to be able to accept it. So I have to humble <laughs> you again. You know, it, I mean, that's yeah. what I saw with it. That it was like, yeah. you know, even after all that you've been through, you still don't get it, but that's okay. But as a good teacher, I'm still going to be there to kind of bring you back to, to reality that that could have been you. You know, because, right. you know, I just got to the point where I started opening up about my story about dropping out of school and oh. making those dumb decisions. And right. as I'm sharing with my kids, it's still today something that gets me emotional because I say that in the seventh grade, the sixth grade is where I learned character. Mm. And it's, it's crazy how those defining moments when they, when, we, when, we're, when we're living them, we don't see the profoundness of it. But when you're, when you're telling the story from hindsight and you start seeing all the things that were played, it makes it, it makes what you went through then so much greater because you see mm. how it shaped you you to be able to prepare. And we always talk about the word capacity because I think that right now you started talking about it in the beginning with what's not there. I think we're not building capacity within students. That's what your grandfather was doing. He was, he was, he was instilling in you some of those principles that help stretch your capacity to, to learn and to accept different things. And that's what's not happening. We want to we wanna teach and give quick fixes now. Right. And not realizing when you say we see ability, Every every educator, every provider needs to see that from the baby who walks into the you know who comes in there who sits in the crib. You got to see that ability, and regardless of what they present you with, they have an ability to do something. Yeah. But are you are you so blind in what you're seeing that you don't see that they're all of that? Man, I I, man, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Let me, uh, let me, uh, let me tell you briefly how I got the name. So, uh, I'm standing. I'm. Uh, I before, right before, I, uh, I, I went to Colorado. I was kind of being an advocate for the special population, um, and I was. I came up with the Dream Builder Foundation um, at first, and um, I started partnering with this lady. Um, who who was wealthy, um, and so I had been knowing her for about eight years, and things happened in the past, and you know I just I just didn't have the energy to to, to feel like I didn't. I'm gonna say this: I lacked the confidence and the calling to do it by myself. Mm-hmm. I, I, I lacked the confidence, and so I felt the only way I would be successful is that <clears throat> is if I partnered. And so, uh, and so I, I came up with the name Dream Builder, and I was like, man, okay, we got Dream Builder. We can make dreams come true for our special population. This is what we're going to do. We're going to build dreams. We're going to build hope for this population and let them know that their lives matter, right? And so, um, so my partner, 
um, had a criminal background history. And and I could hear God clearly saying, hey, you're still not trusting me. You're still not trusting me. The vision I've given you is for you. It's not for you to have a partner. Her vision is different. I've given her her own vision. And I'm like, man, okay, God, <clears throat> you want me to do this on my own um, with you and not do this with the partner? And he's like, yes. And so I had to tell one of my best friends, um, long friend, shit, standing, uh, financial help supporter, that, hey, I'm going to have to go a, a different direction. You know, and even though we both wanted to help the special needs population, her vision was different from mine's. And the vision that God gave me was different from hers. And so we would have never made it work because it wouldn't have been successful and it and, and because the visions were separate, right? And that's not God. When when the vision is divided, then that's not God. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, okay, God, that's not you. This is not you. I need to get out of this situation. That's fine. And so I left the situation. And then that that next day, immediately, I called that Saturday um, and told my partner I wasn't going to partner with her. Within two hours, my friends came and picked me up uh, from a friend's house and was like, hey, we're taking you to Colorado. <laughs> uh, by the way, congratulations on leaving your partner. Now you can just really focus on what God has for you. And so, uh, anyway, so we were at Colorado. I'm standing on top of Pikes Peak. And the whole ride to Colorado, um, we're trying to figure out names, right? It's like, all right, so you're independent. What are you going to call your, your foundation? What are you going to call this that God is giving you? You know, and I was like, well, I kind of really like the name Dream Builder. Uh, but I was like, well, she already has it, so I can't really use it. Um, and we had a really cool slogan, like building dreams and da-da-da-da. Um, but what what is God telling you? And I was like, man, I don't know. Um, you know, and it was like, well, just pray about it. You know, he'll give you a different different name. He'll give you what, what he gives you is going to be for you. You know, and I was like, wow, man, thank you. And so um, we're here, we're standing on top of Pike's Peak, and I'm having this 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 spiritual encounter with God, and I'm just I'm just zoned in, like God, I, I'm not leaving this mountain to talk to me, you know. And so uh, I'm standing there, and I'm admiring God's work. I'm gonna make this really brief. This is it's pretty amazing. So I'm 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 admiring God's work, right? Standing on top of mountain. And if you ever been to Pike's Peak, it's three and a half miles high, and it's seven and a half miles wide, right? So I'm standing on top of the mountain. And I'm eye level with the clouds. Like, my finger can touch clouds, right? And so I'm looking out over this vast world, and I'm admiring God's work. I'm just blown away. Like, how do people not know you exist? There's no way man could have carved this mountain. You know what I mean? Like, this is incredibly beautiful. You know, and, and, and so then I could hear the Holy Spirit telling me, like, hey, you know, um, I see your ability to, to, to be standing on top of the mountain because the mountain isn't standing on top of you. And I was like, wow, 
Like that that little that little statement right there is like, wow, okay, so I have domain, I have abilities, you know, and I'm able to see your ability to create create all of this, but you see my ability to be standing on top of the mountain. And I was like, Oh man, this is good because I see ability. And so so that was the original thing that I had in my mind was like, I see abilities. That's it. It's going to be called I see abilities. And then God quickly was like, <clears throat> uh, sir, uh, when, when, when I gave you this vision, um, I said, let us create man in our own image. So let we, oh, we, we, this is, yo, I'm sorry, God, I cannot. You were with me, you. Right, you were with me on Right, yes. And so, so I was like, we see abilities, yes, because I can't see the abilities without, you know what I'm saying? It's impossible. And so, uh, so I jumped up and down, man. Uh, thank God I didn't fall off that, that mountain. And I ran inside and I started screaming, we see abilities. And the team that was there um, just started saying, we see abilities, this is it, this is it, we see abilities, I love it, I love it, oh my God, I love it. And we went bananas. Um, and then I came home, uh, got a DBA, and, you know, partnered with Microsoft immediately, um, which was pretty phenomenal. And then the first thing God told me to do was go and serve. You know, and I was like, go and serve? What do you mean? He's like, I need to go volunteer. You know, and I was like, no, I'm ready to I'm ready to go with Reese's Abilities. And he was like, no, I need you to go and volunteer. You need to serve. You know, and I was like, wow, okay. So then I started volunteering, and I ended up volunteering for an organization called Samaritan Chief. Um, and, and, uh, and through that volunteerism, God taught me something. Um, that he will open doors that no man can shut. And and for years, I have been trying to get NFL players or meet guys or meet, you know, high-profile people um, that would just come to an event and help us add value to the special needs community. And at that event, Washington Feet, I met two NFL players um, that, that I've, I've never met an NFL player before that, and I met two by volunteering, by serving. And, and those two guys <clears throat> both gave me their information and their contact and said, hey, if you got something going on, you know, I, I, I'll come and be a part of it. You seem like a pretty amazing guy. And um, so, so my very first event, I had two NFL Super Bowl winners um, attend a celebrity bowling event um, just for special needs kids. And I had about 40 uh, special needs kids attend and, and, and just kind of hit the ground running. And so that was, uh, two and a half years ago, uh, being in place, serving, doing what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do, man. You know, and, and, uh, so those doors open, man. So, so that's the story. And then after that, man, it just got crazy, you know, because what God does is he defines your purpose, right? And then he understands, okay, well, you're not going to get sustainability through serving, right? But serving is, is, is part of being obedient because in order for something to grow, you got to put seed in the ground. You know, you got to serve the ground. You got to till the ground. You got to water it. You got to, you know, give it sun. You know what I mean? And there's things there that you cannot create. I cannot create water to put on the ground. 
I don't have that capability. I cannot create the sun to give it light to grow. I don't have that capability. But I do have the capability of putting seed in the ground and digging a hole. You know what I'm saying? So after you do your part, you let God do his, right? And so and so during doing that, um, doors started opening, doors started opening, doors started opening. And then it defined a job, right? So now I have a job that doesn't distract me from my purpose. See, my purpose is being an advocate for the special needs community and giving them a better quality of life through sports and community activities. Well, my job is to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And I get to provide shoes for kids all over the world. And my job doesn't distract me from my purpose. It actually lines up with it. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, so it's beautiful. Uh, one, discovering a job that lines up with your purpose. Because AT&T, if I wouldn't have got let go from AT&T, because AT&T was distracting me from my purpose. I would have never left a job that pays you $30 an hour. You're, you're insane to do that, right? But they had to fire me in order for me to go and fulfill my purpose because I, I would have never left, you know? And and so, uh, and I'm glad that happened. I'm glad those, those character-building moments, like you said, um, happened in my life uh, that created these opportunities. And I'm so grateful that I have uh, a connection with God to understand that anything that we deem negative is actually positive, right? Because there is no negative moment in life. There's only character-building moments. You cannot build character without something happening that transitions, uh, you know, pain, or, or some type of conviction in you that builds character, right? And, um, and so, so, like, for an example, and then I'll push I'll, I'll up so you guys can ask questions. But think about the, the character-building moment Jesus had on the cross. This is, the, this is my go-to when I'm telling stories. Um, this is the go-to moment. When Jesus was being murdered, he was being murdered on the cross. They had already beat him, spat upon him, whipped him, nailed him, stabbed him, and they're at the cross. And they're gambling over his coat clothes and cursing him. And at that moment, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, in the midst of this, I'm like, dude, that is the ultimate humility of character and and forgiveness this is the ultimate example of forgiveness when you can forgive someone that's done all of that to you and say you know what father forgive them before they know nothing what they do and after that jesus went on to be be paradise uh with his with his father be reconnected but but it all started with him forgiving and so for me I look at every negative situation like, wow, it's not negative. Okay, what's the point here? We're, we're to build character. Okay, so what's the character building opportunity? Thank you. Because there's only two things. It's either going to elevate you or it's going to build character. Those are, only, those are the only two things that happen in life. 
and um, and so so when things happen, I use them as as a means of building character, and I've been able to coin the phrase contagious positivity, and so I live my life being contagious positivity. No matter what the negative moment that may occur, I'm able to look at it and say, okay, this is going to build character in me because this is this I need to share with someone that may be going through this same situation, you know, or, or my life is a testimony um, to, to someone that has been abandoned. So that's why I went through this abandonment. So I could tell this one person, hey, this is not the end all for you. You don't have to be the product of your environment. <clears throat> so that's the story, man. You guys got the full gambit. <laughs> Dude, um, well, I mean, we'll like I'm just trying to wrap my mind around the whole thing still. So if you got some questions, man, you go ahead and take it because I'm I'm just trying to I'm just trying to take it all in well, right now. I think I think we we said a lot. I just want to I want to use you while we have you. Um, yes, I just have, really have one question to ask to kind of so we can kind of put it toward our audience that we deal with uh, and with educators every day. Yes. What advice would you give to an educator who's working in the schools with the classroom with with, with, the, with, the, with the special population and who may be feeling burnt out, who may be feeling, I can't, how, what, what, what bit of information can you share, insight about how they can, you know, re, transform their perspective about the seat with, with the point where they see the abilities in the child and not the frustration with what they can't do? Yeah, yeah. So, so um, that that's a that's a self check from the neck up. You know that that that's that's eternal. You know, because the first question they have to ask themselves: Am I doing this for a paycheck? Um, because, like I said, job and work are two different things. You know, and if they're looking at it as a job, then you may not be that motivated. Who's motivated to go to a job? But, but but when you become your work, when you become who you're supposed to be, you don't have to be motivated. You're inspired, right? So for, for, for those individuals that's working on a job that needs some inspiration, what I would tell them is look at the child and start your day out by saying, I believe in you. You know, give those kids hope. Every child should have someone look them in the eyes and tell them they believe in them. And start there. And you know what happens? When you start telling them you believe in them, you start to believe that you believe in them, even though you may not. You you know what I'm saying? But you say it enough times, it starts to resonate in you words of affirmation that, wait, I actually do believe in these kids. And so that's where I would start with, with teachers or educators that are using their platform of empowerment as a job and not purpose. You, you know what I'm saying? Because if you're fulfilling your purpose, I don't have to inspire you to motivate you. You know what I'm saying? To emote you, right? But if you're using it as a job, I'm just talking to teachers that are using it as a job. Start telling every single kid every day that you believe in them. And then that starts to resonate in you that you do believe in them. And now you can show them with your actions that you believe in them. Mm. 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 We're going to have to uh, 
Gosh, man, you know, yeah, like I, I said, that, past nine, nine thirty. So sorry. Oh no, 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 no. I uh, the guy we got next, I've been in touch with him, and I told him we were running a little bit behind because I didn't want to, didn't want to cut you off, man. But like, uh, you know, I, I'm back in Wisconsin. Will is still in Houston, but we're we're still based out of Houston. So you know, if there's ever anything, you know, we can do to support, uh, you know, your events or anything like that, or you wanna. Um, you know, kind of reach out and, and start to work with teachers, man. We would we would love to love to help and, and and be a part of be a part of the work that you're doing. But uh, but for people that want to learn more about you and and, and what you're doing through uh, We See Abilities, where can they find you online? Yes, uh, We See Abilities We See Abilities uh, We See Abilities uh, Twitter. Uh, we See Abilities Instagram. And personally, you can book me um, to speak at any school engagement, any teacher engagement. Um, just go to the, the website and uh, get my contact info and say, hey, you know, I would love to have the founder of We See Abilities come and uh, speak to our teachers, you know, speak to our students. Uh, I don't charge. I just love to inspire. Man. Awesome. Like I said, man, we, we super appreciate the time and uh, uh, glad we could connect. And we definitely, definitely, I, I guess I can speak for Will as well. That you know, we wanna we wanna continue to build the relationship with you and and support the work that you're doing. Thank you, thank you. All right. Well, I will see you guys. Uh, just keep in touch, and uh, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for letting me share. And uh, you guys are awesome. Can't wait to hear the podcast. All right, buddy. All right, talk, thank you, sir. talk to you soon. All right, take care.